Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome. And we are finally back. Another edition of, of the, the Eagles Beakley Podcast. <laughs> Always beating me to the punch. There's Bo Wolf, also joined by the illustrious Fran Duffy. And yes, you are listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast. Of course, Bo is going to try to Bogart the name of this podcast. Real fans know where it's at. They know where it's at. There, there's a Twitter account for Eagles Beakley. I mean, I can't promise it. It's we are all witnesses to the Eagles, yes. Eagles Beakley revolution. Yes. So we are in our new studio, by the way. Well, what's going to be our new studio? New studio for the season. Uh, Bo is back from his honeymoon, freshly married. Yes. Newlywed status. Uh, Still playing with my ring. The band is back together. Training camp is upon us. And finally, we were talking some real Eagles football and some real storylines. And obviously, I think that's where we should start with here on the show is what are some of your big headlines going into training camp as we're... Uh, just less than a weekend. Fran, I'll, I'll let you kick things off. What are the things that you're looking at as the ball gets rolling on year two under Chip Kelly? I think, and I don't want to say it just because it's been the uh, the mantra here, but I think it's just improvement across the board. I mean, you look at the on both sides of the ball, all three phases of the game, once we get to the preseason, we could start seeing this, uh, how every single phase of the game has improved and uh, really how this team can take the next step in uh, 2014. I'm, I'm excited, obviously, all the different weapons we've talked about that have been added offensively. Uh, obviously, Jordan Matthews has looked great so far. Uh, Josh Huff as well is getting praised. So I'm, I'm really excited to see all these new weapons and how they kind of fit into this offense because it's going to be really a widespread attack, obviously running the ball and, and throwing the ball. So I'm very excited. It's interesting because, you know, on paper, special teams is better. Defense is better for sure. Uh, and I think second year in Bill Davis's scheme, certainly we expect a jump. Plus guys like Marcus Smith and Nolan Carroll coming in. On offense – I think the faith that the offense is going to get better is, is more of a chip thing because obviously you lose Deshaun. You bring in guys like Jordan Matthews and, and Josh Huff and Lane Johnson's not going to play the first four games. So on paper, you're, you're missing a little bit. And is, is Nick Foles going to throw only two interceptions again? Probably not. But the faith, I think, that the offense will improve is Chip Kelly's second year. He, he, he makes more adjustments to the adjustments in the NFL. I think, I think the offense is uh, going to be really interesting to follow in the first couple months of the season. How do they take that step forward? Interesting. I think that's it's funny that everybody, you know, you look around the media and everyone's like, oh, everyone's been, everyone's been watching tape on Chip Kelly in this offense, uh, as if Chip Kelly's not watching film on everybody else right. and coming up with what his changes are going to be and how this team's going to get better and all of the course. different wrinkles. It's it's going to be exciting to watch. I can't wait for next Friday. To speak about the offense, we're going to have quarterback Mark Sanchez as our special guest here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. It, to your point, Bo, I, what I like about the offense is the depth that they've added. I think more than anything else, because pretty much your starters are in place from last season. Jerry Macklin takes over for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know, Jordan Matthews, you expect at some point to win the starting slot receiver job, even though Brad Smith is still running with the first team offense there. But you've added as the number two running back, you have Darren Sproles coming to the mix. Zach Ertz, you figure, is taking the next leap this year. Don't count Josh Ponnell either. No, not whatsoever. He's still, so. he's still a factor. Bird's twenty four seven intern. Shout out since he's the only other guy in this room right yes. now besides Brian Thomas. <laughs> We've taken we basically have taken over one of the uh, media workrooms, the media overflow workroom, and uh, it's been used for press conferences in the past. And Josh is the unfortunate soul who has to listen <laughs> he, to he's us. The, he's the, the only overflow media yes. person here today. You can look behind us, and I don't know if the shot's wide enough, but the the framing of the new set is there. These these are this is just temporary. There's a framing of a new set. It's going to look great. There's going to be a new desk. It's, it's magic. Be, it's going to be great. So the magic. So Josh will have to find producer. somewhere else to be. Yes. yes. <laughs> At some point here. How about the defense, though? I mean, you have 10, basically 10 of the 11 starters are returning from last season. Malcolm Jenkins right now is the only one who's slated to yeah, be yeah, a new yeah, starter. Didn't mention him, yeah. You know, on the defensive side of the football. Um, where do you think the biggest amount of growth will come from? I think obviously, you're, I mean, you're looking at this defensive line group and that, that was so young a year ago and just taking another step. So you have guys like Vinnie Curry growing into that role that we saw in, over the last uh, eight games last year. And you have Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan and Cedric Thornton, who I thought was probably the most consistent player from week one to week 17 last year. Uh, obviously the linebackers. I mean, everybody I think is going to be taking the next step. We talked about Jenkins. Now, obviously Nolan Carroll too. I think Nolan Carroll has had a good start to the, to, to the to camp so far, uh, and I think he's going to push for one of these jobs. And if he's if, if he doesn't, I mean, I really like. I said it to Bo actually the other day. Um, you know, obviously we all meet Eagles fans in our personal lives and talk to people who want to give us their opinion on the team. And okay. people saying, "Oh, you know, we need we need a stud corner. We need a stud corner." I would much rather be in the situation we're in now, where we've got 
four quality corner, good corners, as opposed to a you know a uh, someone who's known as like a widespread lockdown corner, elite corner. I I like where we're at right now with this. With well, you mean you mean a oh, uh, stud corner and a. And uh, smacking, yeah, correct. Yeah, so. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So I would rather be, you know, you, you look at a team like uh, like Arizona last year, where they had Patrick Peterson, obviously, who just got paid this morning, and uh, on the other side they had Gerard Powers, who struggled, and so the teams were able to attack Gerard Powers pretty consistently. You had Patrick Peterson on one side, but uh, I'd yeah, I mean, rather I'm not going have... to I'm not gonna turn you down if you want to trade yeah. me, uh, you know, Patrick Peterson. Obviously, obviously you want to mask as many weaknesses as I, possible. I would That's rather have I would rather have yes. four good guys and have depth <laughs> as opposed to having one guy and some of mediocre course. talent or below mediocre talent opposite. On paper, and I'm I'm definitely jinxing things right now, and I'm sorry for that. But you know, barring injury, I don't see how this defense can't be better than it was last year because. It's first of all young for the most part. The defensive line, those guys you would assume are improving. The linebackers, D'Amico is is at the age where maybe you start to see a little bit of decline. Trent Cole, same there, but Connor Barwin's still in his prime. The guys on the outside are still in their prime. Malcolm Jenkins is certainly better than anything they had at safety last year. Earl Wolf is playing in his second year, Nate Allen. And then as a whole, as the guys have talked about, it's the they're comfortable in the defense. They know where they're supposed to be. You know, Connor Barwin was saying Midway through the season last year, they're still learning the scheme. Now they don't have to learn where they have to be, what the checks are. It's it's more second nature. They have, you know they're learning more new techniques and stuff like that. Uh, and then Bill Davis has another year with this personnel, so he can probably tweak things a little bit more. I think we'll probably see some more sub packages this year. They've talked about getting D'Amico and, and Connor Barwin off the field a little bit more. They both played like 98, 99% of the snaps. D'Amico led the league in defensive snaps with that depth at cornerback. I think maybe you see some more dime stuff. You you get to see which they uh, couldn't do bit. last year, right? They didn't exactly. Have last year. So now you've got Carroll can play in the slot and dime if if need be, unless he's taking someone else's job on the outside. Boykin obviously is a stud. So Jalen Watkins has played in the slot as well, right? Far. So I I think I I can't imagine right now, barring injury, how this defense doesn't take a step forward. Certainly, you start with the defensive line there, and last year having to learn the two gap, you know, it is an old school two gap system, and that's something that. It's tough for a guy like Fletcher Cox, who was a one-gap penetrator to start his career, now being asked to do the dirty work, to to be unselfish, which he, he adjusted to and did a great job in the second half of the season as he learned the scheme. But now he has that full year. He can finally, I think, put those physical tools that made him a first-round pick and be able to flourish in this scheme in the second year. And obviously, Benny Logan, the, the sky's the limit for him after coming and starting the second half of last season bulking up a little bit in the offseason, and also just getting adjusted to the new scheme here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, especially for that group. I mean, there's so many guys along that line. Obviously, we've added Taylor Hart, who was a favorite of mine throughout the spring. Uh, you know, and, and Bo Allen has come in, and he's played well, too. He's gotten a lot of praise. So He's, he's like had Bo some first-team reps yeah. early on in camp. Jeff well, Kelly. Well, yeah, but that's also because Benny Logan hasn't practiced yet. So, well, Yes, true, but still. But yeah, okay, still the fact that he's in yeah, the mix. So. Him and Damien Square. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking for him to start. But well, just yeah, no, I know, I know. But just, just for people yeah. who don't know that, yes, letting them know. True, true. Um, Trent Cole actually said something interesting to me uh, this morning, where you know, I was asking him how's camp been going so far, and he said, "Feels like 2005." And I'm like, "Well, what do you mean by that?" He's like, "I feel like I'm a rookie again in terms of youthfulness, energy." Um, and I, you hear a lot of... I was going to say, yeah, I don't want him feeling like a rookie his second year in the, no, in the no, system. No, like. no, 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 no. And I, that's why I said that's why, that's why I asked him, I said, that's why you got to tell me what you mean by that, because a rookie, do you feel like you're lost? Do you feel right. like that you're adjusting? No, he said, no, he just feels from a, a physical standpoint that he feels as good, as young, as spry as he did that season. So certainly it's everyone buying into Chip Kelly and the sports science and the nutrition aspect of things, but... Uh, and I know that Trent is someone who's done a great job of taking care of his body over the years, but sleep certainly, chamber, certainly, yeah. And you certainly—that's one of the things I miss about Lehigh, the reporting day, and seeing the contraptions and the stuff that guys would bring. That is definitely not something that I miss. See what they would <laughs> Just come to the dorms, sitting with. there in Up bacon in the dorms. sun, like. We're trying to find where Asante Samuel yeah. is trying to trying to sneak, sneak into up. the building. Everybody running towards him. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't miss Lehigh yeah. that much. But, I mean, uh, you know, shout, respect to Lehigh, but of course. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be uh, a mile away from my house. Um, but from the standpoint of just, it's just good to see that you're at, you've are you added more depth to that position in the offseason. you got 
Marcus Smith II in there. You've got Brian Brayman in there. So certainly you hope you're taking you know, Brandon Graham coming back also in the second year in the scheme. You're hoping you're taking a little bit off Trent's plate to make him that much more effective. Even though you look at arguably his best game of the year was week 16 when he had three sacks against the Chicago Bears when right. Coach Asnero told him, take over the game. That's right. Classic so, ass. Yeah. yeah. Eight sacks in his last eight games. None yeah. in the first day. So. Insane. Absolutely insane there. And special teams. I mean, again, that's the other phase of ball where you've seen improvement to this point. Um, what have you guys seen out of Nick Foles at this point? Everyone wants to know, you know, obviously the first full season of the starter. How's he handling being the, the guy coming back from from his historic season? What have you guys seen from him up to this point? I've seen yeah. incredible patience in answering the same questions <laughs> every single day. Uh, I mean, he's definitely more patient than I would be every time. You know, the, how are you? How do you bounce back from last year? How do you still improve? Stuff like that. Uh, so he's certainly got the mentality to uh, to to be a leader on the team. And you know, he's doing the running to the end of the field after the reps and did stuff. He, did he talk about that? I'd wanted to ask him about that. Why he? I, does that. I, I think it's just something they're supposed to do, and he's yeah. trying to lead by example. But uh, he's been he's been very sharp. The offense has been very sharp for the most part uh, up until today, which is Wednesday when we're filming it. Uh, the the offense was killing the defense every day until today. The defense finally got their hands on some balls. I think they had four interceptions after four. not yep. having any uh, in the the first three. But uh, Foles has been great. I I mean I don't think I don't think we expect much of a much of a drop off for him. Obviously. Then there's going to be some fluky things. He's not going to only throw two interceptions again. But uh, I think I think the offense has taken to him very well. I think he uh, has already found sort of his chemistry with with Jeremy Macklin back. Obviously, he's good with Cooper. And uh, right now, Brad Smith is that guy in the slot. But I think mm-hmm. he's Nick. I mean, Nick is. I think Nick is fine. Calm, confident, and under control. That's what he really looks that. What you know, as if he's complete command of uh, of this offense right now. So it's it's fun to go out there and kind of see uh, him kind of just be in complete control of what he's doing out there i'm excited for friday i i, I know i've said it already twice but uh, you are i'm, I'm exci- excited i'm excited for 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 the game of ne- uh, next friday. next friday i was next gonna say friday. you, you do have to wait a whole week, week from friday so unfortunately at what point in that game will you be ready to just be done with the preseason and be ready for the regular season second well, second snap what's well the, see what's funny is like i i was always one of those guys who liked the like I like seeing the backups play and like seeing yeah. so you know so I'm a, I'm just excited for football. Well, the, one of the good stat, probably one of the best things I've read in a while, was this past Sunday, uh, someone tweeted that this last this one. that was yeah. the last weekend without football until February. Amazing. So, it's it's back. I'm excited. Sit back and enjoy the ride. I can't help it. If, if I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd. Well, to be fair, you've been watching you've been watching tape every day since anyway. So yeah, yeah. well. What, what do you have in store for uh, Fran, for those of you who don't know, is the lead producer for our game plan show, yeah! which airs on 6ABC during the fall with uh, Brian Baldinger, Mike Quick, Ike Reese. It's 7.30 on Saturday nights this fall. Very nice. Yep. Uh, what are some of the special segments that you're already researching, that you have planned, that fans can look forward to? We've been doing a lot of work the last couple of weeks. Uh, we just got done doing a segment with Ross Tucker. Of uh, Sirius XM Radio, mm-hmm. the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, of course. Uh, also was, of the uh, the Eagles Draft Live Show, correct? Mm-hmm. Most yep. important was day too, Eagles Draft Live. Yeah, uh, and he was fantastic, uh, and he was great. You know, it's it's going to be a really cool segment. It's called the uh, Anatomy of a Play, and uh, basically, it's going to be. We've never. I'm had just that. laughing. Never yeah, had that. I'm laughing because that's yeah. You know, it's it's a good name. It works. <laughs> and you know what? I've actually I actually dust think, it off. It's no, perfect. I, you know what? I think that Brilliant. this name. This I was, name, you know, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was hoping that uh, with this break we might have some new drops, but I guess not. No. <laughs> so, listen, <laughs> this name I think fits this segment more than it has in the past, and that, that's what excites me about it is that uh, really we're kind of getting to the nuts and bolts of certain concepts, and we'll also be up on a whiteboard drawing some things up, and uh, so I'm excited about that. So we'll have that in the show this year. Obviously, we'll have. Uh, Chip in studio with Baldy breaking down the tape again, which was it's great. Which is great. Gold, was, uh, absolute gold. I mean, if season. I'm going to come in the, into the office at uh, you know six o'clock, five thirty on a Wednesday morning, it's going to be for to tape oh, that segment. That's so. not true. You do that anyway. Just to yeah. I do it pretty you much know, every day. Anyway, Joan James or something. <laughs> like that. Um, so no. So it's I'm excited, and obviously we've got 
uh, a lot of other segments too that we're excited about for the fall. We've Are you bringing a, any other anything else back? Are you going to do the Turkey Hill game ball? No Turkey Hill <laughs> game ball. Although I do have that in my shelf in my office. Uh, okay. Um, we've got uh, a segment old school all twenty two that I'm excited about. Oh, as well. I like yes. that. That's very cool. Yeah. So it'll be Was uh, Dan, Dan Klecko. Dan Klecko hosting. That yep, exactly. And it's going to be very uh, cool. looking back at key moments, key games in Eagles history, and looking at the tape from those games. Well, so give us. Can you give cool. us a, a taste? Well, give us a, all I'm going to say is that just one. I'm asking. All I'm asking for one play. Look, Brian. Brian Thomas was in the. Uh, was in the office the first day and I had the first one I got to look at was the body bag game no one has ever seen the tape from the body bag game and I was sitting there watching and it's just unbelievable Brian was was sitting there and I'm sitting all I kept saying was Jerome Brown is so good Jerome Brown is so good (laughs) you know Seth Joyner and Byron (laughs) Evans and all these guys obviously Reggie White and you know Clyde Simmons I'm sitting there and this team is unbelievable and these guys are just making fun. They're just ripping on me because I'm, you know, going nuts <laughs> over in the, in the corner. Yeah, I can't. I cannot imagine anything else where you would be more a pig in, you know, <laughs> slop. Like that yes. is like that is like I, I imagine that is like what you go to bed dreaming about. <laughs> I've never seen I, you know, because we we had Warren Sapp and John Randall and obviously the guys that are in the league now with with Dominic Sue. Everyone talks about as one of the most dominant players inside. Jerome Brown was un. Believable. He was so dominant, um, you know, and just watch, getting ready to watch him. And obviously, we watched the House of Pain game and uh, the, the game where we sacked Aikman eleven and a half times, and we did fourth and twenty six, and uh, just a lot of the pickle juice game, a lot of it's games cool. in Eagles history that uh, no one's really like, seen the tape of. But what's it like watching the all twenty two? That's that's what I mean. That's where it's sort of weird because it's like you you know the fan reaction, you know how important these plays ended up being, but it's I'm sure it's got to be weird when you're just watching the. It's sterile, I mean, because you're right. just seeing. There's no sound. That's there's it. no broadcaster. It's just the coaches say. Well, what's crazy, too, is like you think of the play um, when Randall Cunningham evades Carl Banks and hits mm-hmm. Jimmy Giles in the back of the end zone for the touchdown on Monday Night Football. We have one angle of that play. No one has ever seen another angle of that play other than that film's top mm-hmm. angle, that top 50, high 50 angle. Uh, and so getting ready, getting able to, you know, being able to watch that play from, you know, a different angle, from a different viewpoint is pretty cool. So just seeing how all these plays develop. There were some where I watched and I was like, oh, you know, maybe there's something cool with this play. And sometimes it was just something fluky. So I said, all right, well, I can't really use this one. And That's there were some cool. where I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a weekly segment on the website this year. And uh, Love it. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's awesome. So we have tons of great content planned for you all this season. But what we're going to do Dropping now. Dropping a y'all. Y'all. Wow. Yes. Throw been, it in there. Been to the south uh, lately or what? I have not, actually. Interesting. Maybe or not. Southern Delaware. Maybe it's too much watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> Maybe. Outstanding finale. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Exactly. C-Mac is a so, big fan of The Bachelor. Yes. I would probably do all 22 of that, <laughs> if anything. What would you break down? Ooh, the, the facial reactions, the you know, how people were approached. There's, there's, I, could, I could run with that. Before you got to. married, did you watch that show? No. So was that show even around but before it, you got married? Uh, well, you've been married for a while. But dang, my wife for... 14 years almost. So, no, I don't think it was around when we first started dating. 2000. So w- would so. you watch it if if Aaron wouldn't have Probably watched not. It? No. I think there are show no. there are certain shows that we all kind of say, "Okay, I'll watch it just because you want to watch it." There's where where no, the question I is enjoy, where do you draw the line? No, I enjoy, it, but it's nothing that I would have gotten hooked on unless I watched it with her. So, I think we all have those shows. I, there's also ones well, where yours, well, look, there's also ones where she'll watch and I say no, I'm, I have to draw the line. I'm not watching Honey Boo Boo. That was bad. I can't. I, that I've was seen. Bad. I've seen it. It's, it's bad. Yeah. But um. But there's there's some shows that I need to catch up on that because I'm watching The Bachelorette that I'm not seeing like Breaking Bad. Like I'm been starting at that from the beginning. You'll enjoy oh. that. So I, you get into it, but it's at the same time it's not something my wife's gonna really enjoy. So. Gotta find those quiet moments. I've got, oh. nothing, got nothing to add here. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do that. We're gonna. We had a chance to catch up with quarterback Mark Sanchez just a little while ago. Let's bring him into the Eagles Insider Podcast. Welcome back to the Eagles Insider Podcast, and our special guest this week is one of the newest Eagles quarterback, Mark Sanchez. Mark, welcome to Philadelphia. How's your first training camp as an Eagle been going for you? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Um, first three days were great. We got a little day off. And uh, team looks good. We picked up right where we left off on offense. Defense looks competitive. And um, special teams is always flying around. So it was uh, 
It's been a good couple of days. I think I, I speak for most Eagles fans when I when I say we're very happy to have you in Philadelphia, and yes. I know you're happy to be here. But does part of you wish that Philadelphia was a little further from New York so you didn't have to have a New York media guy here every single day <laughs> to talk to you? <laughs> they do come around. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> um, it's, that's funny. It is uh, just such a short distance. So, um, But that's the way it goes. It's all good. I love being here, though. What's been the, the biggest difference going from New York City to Philly? Um, I, training camp weather is pretty similar. Um, teams were very competitive in camp. Um, I think having an offensive-minded head coach is a little different just in the way things are run around the building. Um, but, you know, just we'll see as the season unfolds. But, you know, we're I'm just excited about the talent we have here, about uh, this preseason coming up and um, all these guys fighting to make the team. It's It makes things fun around here, and um, the atmosphere is great. Chip keeps talking about how, how this is your fourth different offense, how you've had to learn four different offenses. Right. I mean, how, t- how tough is that? How tough is it to learn new language and, and yeah. all that stuff? How's it that, come along? You hit it on the head there. Just uh, learning a new language is really what it feels like. So, um, you know, you, you just uh, start over each year. But this one seems to really click. I think um, <clears throat> the way they install it, the way um, everything is off of signals and code words, um, it makes it so fast and so quick. And it just kind of resonates in your head. You You never really forget it. And... Uh, studying over the break was easy, um, you know, just going through my flashcards and stuff. But it was almost like I didn't need to make them. They they just make it so fun. And some of the code words and tags and signals, you just can't get them out of your head. Anytime somebody says those words and, you know, just when you're out on the street, if you right. hear that word, you automatically think of stuff. <laughs> and um, that's because of the way we get them signaled and stuff. So it makes it fun. Very cool. Was there any guys that uh, you kind of knew before you got here that you were excited to kind of meet up with and kind of be on the same team with? Uh, I knew Casey Matthews from uh, Athletes First. We had the same agent. A couple other guys with the same agent. John Dornboss works out in Orange County um, during the off season, so I got a chance to hang out with him a couple times. I didn't know he was quite the character that he is. <laughs> uh, What's the first magic trick he played on you? He did the thing where he, he can um, figure out what word you're looking at on the page. <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't think he's – I haven't seen that one. Yeah what that thing like <laughs> blows your mind um it's pretty incredible and um between that his jokes his you know he's quick-witted with a sense of humor um and then hearing just his whole life story i mean he's an incredible yeah. guy just a real dynamic guy so uh talk about making the most of your opportunity and uh but you know it's guys like that that are on this team and the guys that chip has assembled um make it fun to be here so even though i didn't know a ton of guys coming in it feels like I've known him forever. Now, Mark, you had some time during the little break between OTA's mini camp and the start of training camp mm. to attend the World Cup. Sweet. How how was that? Uh, there's no other sporting event like a, a soccer game in Brazil when Brazil's playing. Nuts. It was um, when Neymar touches the ball, it's like the whole world stops. We we got to see. Um, so yeah, which games did you yeah. go to? We got to see uh, shoot Ecuador, France. We got to see uh, Russia, Belgium, okay. and then Brazil. Cameroon, Brazil, Chile. That's awesome. Wow. That game that went down to penalty kicks against Chile was um, incredible. There was a guy sitting next to me who was probably, I don't know, 70 years old with his son, with his grandson. And um, uh, when penalty kicks started, he got on his knees and started praying, like in Portuguese, and just started praying for his team. (laughs) It was intense. And then uh, they blocked a couple uh, shots with the penalty kicks mm-hmm. and then Chile missed their last one. He missed the entire goal, I think. Mm-hmm. And this place just erupts. I got a video on my phone. It is really? incredible. And this guy just breaks down in tears, starts hugging people, starts <laughs> hugging me. I'm just like, <laughs> he's like, yes, this is our year. You got to come back. You're good luck. Come stay at my house. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> he's, like, he's a super nice guy, but it was just, um, incredible. And it went on for, a half hour. The players walked around the field thanking everybody. I remember like was, they were crying, yeah. Oh, yeah, the players were crying. It was like an emotional thing. It was it was crazy. It was one of the coolest things I've seen. And then uh, the other funny part was this Chilean fan runs in front of the Brazilian section. Now, I didn't see any fights. I didn't see any violence. And there's a ton of police everywhere. They're dressed up like Ninja Turtles riot gear. but <laughs> uh, And they're in, like, green. They got knee pads on and right. batons. Yep. And they yeah. So it's like a full deal. But and then the other thing was they didn't serve beer at normal 
Brazilian soccer games until FIFA came in because I guess because they have the a deal with Bud Light, yeah, yeah. Budweiser, oh, okay. yeah, Budweiser, yeah. So everybody was worried that there was going to be a lot of violence. I mean, it would get to like the breaking point. Guys like in each other's face, yelling, screaming in different languages, Spanish, Portuguese, whatever. And this Chilean fan runs in front of the Brazilian section, and starts doing the Chile. He's like chi 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 le le le, and he starts saying their whole chant. I mean, on cue, three seconds into his chant, about 17 beers just pelted us, <laughs> too, just, bam, bam, just peppered him. I was like, oh, God, there's yeah. definitely going to be a fight. And it was like this – at the end, there was just like this respect factor, like, all right, yeah. we support right. our teams, and that's it, and they, like, walk away. I was like, what? It was crazy, man. It was so cool. It's part, was of the, part of the corruption of FIFA. They, you know, they, they won't let them – not sell beer because it, you know Brazil stopped selling beer for soccer games because there was always so much violence. Right, exactly. Right. But FIFA's got to make their money. There's so. money. A few of the other guys went down too, right? I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Kels was there, Coop was there, uh, and Michael Kendricks. So it was it was a really good time. We all had a blast. Everybody stayed safe. You know, we we were really worried about like pickpocketers, mm-hmm. and everybody said that it was going to be real dangerous. I mean, nothing. We didn't see anything. Didn't experience anything bad. No shady cab drivers. Nothing. I mean, everything you read about that was the you know, might have had us apprehensive to go. It was awesome. It was totally safe, totally fun, um, really good time. Beaches were great. It was were fun. You, did you travel around at all, or were you staying mostly in the we same place? We went Rio, Brasilia, and um, uh, Belo Horizonte. Awesome. Yeah, I'm was, so jealous. It's so cool. <laughs> now, well, you had a good trip. Well, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Bo, go? Bo, got, Bo got married, and oh, his honeymoon was in Africa. Bummer. Yeah, so we were watching the, uh, the Brazil-Germany game, the 7-1 game, like, at midnight in the middle of uh, the Serengeti on Whoa. this on this like uh, generator powered like just square box TV uh, that's cool though like with a fire around us like outside like you know that's cool like a zebra right over there I'm just watching the game <laughs> <laughs> watching the game with you yeah exactly <laughs> the, the monkeys were watching yeah but uh, uh, yeah, I mean that game was insane. I'm just glad yeah. we got out of there before that that would have been terrible it's yeah been bad <laughs> they you heard them on the on the loudspeaker after the games are like you know um, when if the other team wins and mm-hmm. Brazil loses, they they said it, but they're like German fans, like wait, right? And the police will escort right. you out, right? <laughs> just yeah. in case. It's like when uh, <laughs> when uh, when American fans go go to the Mexico games, right? At right. Uh, I forget what it's called, Stadio Azteca. 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 Yeah. Azteca, yeah. When they, are you, you taking know, football the, back there, man? Yeah, that'd be great. That's a good question. Right? Gosh. You tell us. So, so cool. we so when, so come World Cup, are you are you uh, USA or Mexico? Oh, I mean, come on! I'm a U.S. citizen. Well, I, gotta well, yeah, no, but, but the, sure. I would know. root for my, you know. Yeah, I mean, I root for the U.S. Um, you know, if they're playing in different brackets, I'll of course, watch the of Mexico course. game and throw on a Chicharito jersey. Yeah. But um, Ochoa was nuts during this World Cup. Oh he was gosh. so good. Have you seen the meme with him? He's like in the goal, and he's got like a gigantic sombrero, and the guy's like <laughs> trying to figure out where to hit the ball. Like <laughs> the sombrero <laughs> blocking the whole goal That's is actually good. really cool. And then, have you seen? The, um, there's a bunch going around. Like each day after the Holland game, mm-hmm. they would say like like no era penal. It's like there it wasn't a penalty, right? When Robin, it wasn't, yeah. So uh, so like the first day, the guy sitting in traffic, and it's like the bubble from his head, and he's just thinking about like no era penal, right? And then like by day four, it was like a pregnancies test, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of the plus or minus or whatever, it, it just says no era penal. <laughs> so funny, so funny. Man. I like that. That's great. That was, I mean, Robbins just got oh, all over the place. Dude. That was such that a was bummer. Brutal. Now they deserved to win that game, but totally. Yeah. Now, Mark, did you play soccer? No. Oh, well, I played one year. Uh, Ayso. We were the Velociraptors. We lost every. That's a game. great name. I know. Yeah, we lost every game. We didn't score a goal until I scored an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> my dad never played soccer. My brothers never played soccer. Really? So it was hard for them to like try and help me because if I were playing basketball or football or baseball, right. they would all help me after practice, or you know, we'd go to the park and play. Well, none of them knew how to kick the ball either. So um, that was just a one-year deal, and that was terrible. Tell me this. When you when you were down there with Kendricks, how often did he say that, that if he stuck to soccer, <laughs> he would have made the, the team? <laughs> the day That's he true. showed up. The day he showed he up. Defi- I mean, he, he was definitely saying that, right? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is this thing on? Over, over under. <laughs> Five he's confident yeah. skills. No, well, he was playing on the beach a little bit. Was he? But okay. those dudes on the beach are legit, and they're not even like pros. Right. They're just, but they'll yeah. they'll play the foot soccer. They'll play the the soccer volleyball. Right. 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 And I mean, it's like if you couldn't, if you took away the spiking, if I was playing with my hands, yeah, like a two on two, because you be play hard. volleyball, right? I can play beach volleyball, right. but it'd be hard to beat them. 
with their feet. Right. I'm yeah. serious. If you couldn't spike, I mean, spiking right. it, yeah, you'd yeah. obviously have an advantage. But I'm telling you, back and forth, just wow. a rally like that, they're, they'd go for a half hour straight. I right. got another video of that. That that's, was awesome. It was nice. really cool. Now, so you've been, you've been studying to learn Spanish, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I learned it, um, yeah, probably two off seasons ago. Okay. Fluent? Fluent now. In Spanish. Yeah. How about now Portuguese? Because that's primarily Portuguese. that's primarily the language down in Brazil. So. That was tough. Okay, there's some Divisual. similarities though. Divisual. Are there? Are there? There are some similarities. Uh, obrigado, obrigado, yeah, obrigado. <laughs> That's all I got. What else did Coop learn? Coop learned cerveja. Uh, <laughs> 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 obrigado, cerveja. Yeah. <laughs> but did that help you as you interacted with a bands, little bit? Or a little bit. So th- the way I learned was this um, method. It's called the Michelle Thomas method. And this guy teaches you um, almost similar the way we we teach the offense. I was here. gonna say like, it's like it's got to be similar things that yeah. just click in your brain and you never forget. Um, so like to say late in Spanish, you say tarde, and it's right. like tardy right. when you were late right. for school. So he says, do you remember when you were late for school and you were tardy, and then you were so late you were tardy, and you were tardy, and then in Spanish now it's tarde, and it's tarde because it's more later. So how do we say more? And you say mas, and you say mas tarde. Nos vemos más tarde. Like, I'll see you later. Okay. And you just never forget that because wow. you're tardy and it's later. Boom, done. So I'm learning here as I'm the saying. Portuguese, <laughs> the Portuguese one is like that as well. Well, it's Portuguese like you would speak in Portugal. Mm-hmm. So it's like a sh instead of a j. Okay. And so when I got down there, it was tough. Man. Yeah. The D mm-hmm. sounds like, like uh, so like Fred, their player yeah, Fred. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fredgy. Fredgy. Everybody <laughs> says Fredgy. Yeah. Uh, it's so it was like it was weird, and is Hulk Hulk just the, still? it would be like learning English in the UK and then going to Mississippi, right. yeah, and exactly speaking English. Exactly. I mean, people just talk different, right? And uh, so that was that was hard, but we got around. I could speak to the cab driver; right. they got it, they understood it. Or if you speak Spanish real slow, they'd kind of understand it. But surprisingly, very little English. Really, even at oh. hotels. I mean, like concierge people at hotels, right. I'm like. McDonald's. <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah. Focus it out. Now, was it one of the things where they could speak it? Because it seems like in some countries they, they can speak it, but they want you to learn the language. So, Dude, or was it just. I mean, very little English. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> so, obrigado and cerveja. Pretty much nailed it. A couple words that get, <laughs> get you through the whole time. It was cool, though. It was a good time. So I, they were saying uh, this is going back to the the Brazil thing, but they were saying that w- even worse than this, the the loss to Germany was when uh, when Neymar went down because they the, the prospect of playing without him, like the whole the whole country was just like it was. I mean, they have posters of the guy's girlfriend, like life size <laughs> posters, and people are like passing it around the crowd to take pictures with it. Everybody's <laughs> saying prayers for Neymar before the game. They got chance for the guy. It was like. The world stops when the guy touches the ball. Yeah, it was brutal. incredible. It was really incredible. It was fun, though. So from the outside perspective of seeing how they treat the soccer stars there, mm-hmm. what's it like being a pro athlete here as compared to seeing how they treat? Um, I mean, you played at USC. Yeah. You played at um, two of the biggest media markets. It's it would be like if, I mean, if football was the only sport and and uh, in the entire country and the entire country was like Philadelphia fans. Like if they were that passionate, that's the way it felt. That's really the way it. Really, you know, the, and that's what the other guys said too. They're like, "Whoa, these guys yeah. are serious. These fans are into it. They know everything, and that's all they want to talk about is soccer." So, it was uh, it was really cool. Now, some of the other things I've heard you like to do is apparently you're a pretty good musician. I'm decent. At decent. Best. You play the guitar. Play the guitar a little bit. Okay, yeah. but I heard you like to sing though. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is, he got this from your publicist, so blame her. <laughs> yes. Kate, Kate came through for me here. So. KB? Uh, yeah, I mean, so. I'll karaoke every once in a while, just mess okay. around, having fun. What's the um, go to? Yeah, that's obviously the next question there. I mean, it depends on the crowd. Um, okay. We can go Motown. We can go so you're true, 80s, you're 90s. I don't know. Just. You'll feel just out depends. the audience. You'll yeah, feel, I'll out, the feel audience. out the audience. Okay. Um, Mr. Jones, I've done Mr. Jones before. So. Not bad. You got something yeah, to say? Vinny, okay. Vinny Curry is, is lurking yes. around here. I don't know if he's got something yes. to say. Former Behind podcast guest. Remember, we're neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper your house real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you gotten to know Philly at all? Uh, a little bit. I still haven't tried a cheesesteak. Don't kill me. I it's need okay. to try oh. it. It's all right. Here's what I'll tell you. I live like 
right next to Pats and Geno's, don't go to Pats and Geno's. The, okay. Their cheesesteaks are not good. Okay. Uh, I hope that doesn't get me hurt in the neighborhood. But Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people are going to get mad. I've yeah. seen a lot of bold, ads for those. Uh, bold comments where, here. Where you should go. I didn't say that, Where, where you yes. should go is, is not in the city. It's it's a, Well, it's technically in the city, but Delisandro's in Roxborough. That's there where you, you should go. But everybody you, you talk to says something new. I'm telling you, Delisandro's is a place to go. But if you want to go to like one of the more popular places. So I say gyms. Gyms or, or John's Roast Pork are, are, are good. John's Roast Pork But don't go to Pasadena's. Don't make that your first impression. <laughs> There's a place in Mayfair, or it's no, it's Tarsdale. It's called okay. Joe's Steaks and Milkshakes. It used to be called Chink Steaks for years and years and years, and then finally they had changed the name. The uh, best. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I know, they got, so yeah. it is the, the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia. No, we'll have to get their, get their owner on the phone with Daniel Snyder. I yeah. did find a good taco place, though. Really? Where La Mexicanita. Um, shoot, I need to find the address. Probably but, uh, near me. It is so good. Really, oh. there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good Mexican places. Money. It's underrated. Yeah, money. It's really good, and they deliver. So that's, that's big, man. That's big time. That's very crucial. So not a lot of yeah. not a lot of time, I guess, during training camp. Well, the, thing, the whole thing about yeah. it's funny you talk about you haven't had a cheesesteak. I'm like with Chip's philosophy about nutrition. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, it's, right? where it's like bread and cheese. I'm out. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm out. Figure across oh. the board, just. No. Coming from I'm New York to Philly, I'm sure you haven't had any pizza down here that you've... Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. It's not good. <laughs> I haven't, actually. Yeah. I'm a New, I'm a New I York... I think I had Pizza Hut or Little Caesar or something like that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, well, while we're talking about the transition from New York to Philly, have you found a barber in Philadelphia <laughs> that you like? Uh, there, a girl actually cut my hair the other day, and she was pretty good. So, so good. Better, you've, got, you've come further than I have. So would you... Yes. So <laughs> how long have you been in Philadelphia, Bill? Uh, five, five six years. years. You never years. what? You cut I've had hair. I've had one haircut in Philadelphia. I go back to New York for my haircut. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, that's where my family lives. I go home. <laughs> I work it in together. Okay, I'm not that. I bad. plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Cosmo, straight off the boat. Wow. <laughs> what can I? You know, he's he, he's one of my best friends in the world. I gotta tell him what's on and going on in my life. That's where you go to gossip. That's yeah. right. I like it. it happened. Four days before the wedding, I had them have my final tune-up. <laughs> That's understandable, <laughs> though, before the wedding. But just take a Saturday afternoon drive back. Listen, I had one haircut in Philadelphia, and it <laughs> didn't cut the mustard. It, it, he doesn't. Yeah. They don't know my hair like Cosmo knows my hair. I don't have one person to, a chance. I don't have to tell him. I mean, you got to go cut a couple haircuts. Just yeah. figure it out. Yeah. got to seal them out. Mark Sanchez is telling you this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I, I I doubt it. You know, as long as Cosmo's still around, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna still be going back. Yeah, Mark. It's it's funny how. People will call, fans will call football players heroes. But your father, long-time firefighter right. back in California, you speak to the impact that he's had? Um, yeah, he's been to a bunch of disasters, too. He's, he did really? the uh, urban search and rescue stuff, and um, he would never talk about it, just like a lot of the guys don't talk about playing football publicly and stuff. Yeah, um, I think the only one of the only stories he's ever told me was somebody texting and driving and uh, wrapped their car around a pole. So he was just mm. right when I got my license and that was like a big thing. He's just like, don't do that. And that was one of the only stories he's ever told me. Everything else I had to hear from his crew, like, man, yeah. you should have seen your dad. Really? I mean, there's people running out of the building. He's running into it, you know, that kind of thing. And um, he was a captain for a long time. A paramedic before that, like I said, did the urban search and rescue. So he was at uh, Katrina. He was at Oklahoma city. Uh, he was getting ready to board a plane for 9-11, and then they didn't end up calling his group, so he stayed. Um, but <clears throat> it was you know, it was hard for me to understand when I was younger because those tragedies would happen, and his group was, like, you know, excited. Obviously not excited about the tragedy, right, but, but this yeah. is finally yeah. their game. They train. You know, right. they're, they're in training camp for a long time, and then finally it's boom, Katrina hits. Okay, we got to go save people. And uh, – Usually the stuff you see on the news is bad enough, and he'd always come home with pictures that were just like, wow, you know, I couldn't believe a city could look like that. So um, it's pretty incredible, and, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, and he's a great leader. Just want to double-check. His name's not Danny, is it? Danny Sanchez, no, it's Nick. Well, but, Eagles but, fans and Danny firefighters, that's all, you know. Uh, he's, he, Watkins is old enough geez. to be your dad. What is but, that? Oh, former, former player, Danny Jeez. Watkins. <laughs> Okay. First round he was a fire. He was a firefighter before he was drafted oh, okay. uh, in Canada. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't didn't yeah. work out here. Cool story, so. dude. He's old. He's super old. <laughs> you know, what can I say? <laughs> so anytime people hear firefighter in, in someone someone listening is gonna like that joke. That's all I can yeah. say. 
Not Mark, though. Doubt it. Not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, welcome to Philadelphia, and uh, thank, you. thank you very much for joining us here on uh, the Eagles and Podcast. Wish you, wish you the best of luck throughout the rest of training camp and uh, preseason. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Great stuff there from Mark. Tremendous insight. Um, it's really, really interesting to see the lives of players when they have their downtime, what they do away from the football field, and for him to just how excited he was to talk about that trip to Brazil. I mean, I'm not a soccer fan. Bo, I know, is a big soccer fan. Franny, you're... I grew up playing soccer. Really? Uh, I, I will watch soccer. I watch the World Cup, but I don't follow it. So it's tough for me to say. Like, I don't know as many of the players, but I love watching it. I appreciate the World Cup. I'm not a fan of soccer, you know, but I'll get into it. Cause it's sort of like the Olympics every couple of years. But, you know, just seeing the enthusiasm that, that Mark had talking about, can't help but get excited it's, about it's it. It's the best sporting event in the world. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to wind things down on this edition, the first training camp edition of the Eagles Beakley podcast. Of course. Uh, we're going to go through some of the tired storylines. We've talked about what, what we're looking for on the field as training camp kicks off here. Now we're going to talk about some of the cliche storylines that get rehashed and that I'm, I'll raise my hand, I'm fully guilty of Well, that's the thing. So if we're doing this, are we, are we – um, deciding that we will never use these again no. on PhiladelphiaEagles.com? No, because here, here's the, the easy go-to one, is any week you play the Giants, you have to have a headline that says something like Giant Matchup or Giant Showdown in there. And I am totally guilty of that each and every time. But yeah, you but can't, that's not exactly what that's not exactly what we're talking about, is it? I, I think it's along those lines. I just I, basically this came up because a produ- one of our new producers, Ray Doyle, who just okay. uh, who just got hired. Congrats. Congratulations to him. Uh, we were pour just one out, pouring out for Slimothy Timothy. Yep. Um, you know, he, uh, we were sitting there talking, and it was just funny. You you brought it up earlier, uh, Bo, about Nick Foles answering the same questions over and over in every press conference. That's the thing. Like I, I, I like Michael Vick when he was here. I can't imagine being so patient with the same questions every day. I would go nuts. There are just some storylines that just never die. See, Bo, Bo, you know, he would at some point just start throwing in. Cavalier answers just to yeah. I mean, I would mess with people. That's yes. definitely what I would Absolutely. do. Absolutely, but that's Bo, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, they, we were, so we started laughing. We were like, you know, you can look up and down this roster, and there are just a number of storylines that year in, year out, with some of these guys just won't die. What's they the first always one? Come up. So what's the first one for you? Uh, the first one for me had to be the the Nick Falls with Drew Bree, breaking all of Drew mm-hmm. Brees' passing records at, in high school at Texas. Every like every year. There's always like that comes up, and it might be even every few months. Like I felt like that always came up. Did it come up that often before we were playing the Saints? Yes, yes, it did. Definitely did. I remember. The, I remember when we drafted him, it came up. I remember his first camp, it came up. I feel like that's not, that one's not as tired. I think it's My, partially because the, the we Nick, played him in the playoffs last yes, season. That so. was one where they came up often. But of course, there's also uh, Nick Foles was a was recruited to play basketball, basketball. Yep. at Georgetown. That's yep. more that's more tired uh, than. But to me, it's more like uh, you know, Nick. It's your it's your second year as a starter. What's different? What's different for you going in as a starter? Like nothing's different. I'm you know. <laughs> I'm the starter. That's what's different. Yeah. I'm still d- doing the same stuff. Well, like, so I, I got to imagine it's kind of like, oh, so you guys just got married. Congratulations. How, yeah. How's it feel? How's yeah. married life? How's married life? Yeah. <laughs> the same. It's the same. <laughs> Agreed. My <laughs> left hand is heavier. <laughs> People just try to make conversation. Jeez. <laughs> I tell you. C-Mac feels bad now yeah, for yeah, asking yeah. how married life was when he came back. <laughs> no, because I know it's the same too, but... You Let's know, get some. You just try, you try to be, yeah. try to be polite about it. So, <laughs> what else we got? I know, I know. One of my favorites is uh, how Riley Cooper is so good on deep balls because he was a former baseball. player. That is that. You know what? That was the one. That That's was the, the one, one that we brought good. up. That was the one. Good one. That he was he good. makes that such was good it. adjustments on the ball because he's a he's baseball former player. outfielder. He, and did you know that he got drafted by the Phillies? That's really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that sparked the conversation. What else? What else do we have? The Trent Cole. This is one I'm very guilty of. Is the Trent Cole as the hunter? The hunter, always. But like that's the that's his nickname. Like yeah, that's true. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's like, but it's like every time because you, know. you know because the thing is okay you you're coming up with headlines for stories that you know. Well, to me, right it's different. I, it's not about like reusing the same headlines or like be, because calling him the hunter that's his nickname. It's more about like. A guy, a guy from out of town comes in and wants to write the same story that's already been written 
by every or somebody in yep. the Philadelphia media wants to write the same story that's already been written. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like the the Riley Cooper, the the Nick Foles stuff. Like, like we talked to Mark Sanchez earlier. Every single day, a new person from the New York media comes down here and wants to talk about how what's what's Mark Sanchez Sanchez's post Jets life. Like, I understand that that's that's a story, but does everyone have to write the same thing? Can't they just all yeah. write it together at the same time? Well, that's the problem is it's yeah. like one person comes down the first day of camp, someone right. comes down the next day of camp. And, I mean, that's why fans are blessed to have as many media outlets covering teams, but at the same time when you have a press conference, you're going to read. That's like following following press conferences on Twitter. Oh, right. Yeah. Where right. if you follow, you know, 10 beat writers, you're going to get the same tweet 10 times over, you know, over and over again. So I think, I think this is a good one to, to put out to the fans. What are the... What are the Ooh. Eagles storylines that you would like to retire? That you, oh, you, I don't you want. Oh, what if it's one that I like to fall <laughs> from? I, I mean, I'm not making any I guarantees got, that we'll retire it. But then, then you're taking over the homepage and you're doing all the headlines for uh, for some someone. Reason, someone needs to someone needs to write in saying that they're tired of hearing about Eagles Beakley podcast. Well, no, I think they're uh, tired oh. about hearing about Cosmo. Uh, <laughs> That will never get off. That's so funny. <laughs> that one is funny. The fact that Mark Sanchez said, "Dude, <laughs> listen, you know, Mark has Mark has no trouble with the ladies. No, neither do I. But you know, it's because I go uh, to Cosmo. <laughs> so, are there any of these other? I was trying. I was trying to go up and down the roster, trying to think if there were any other of these these storylines. Like, would would it have anything like Lashawn McCoy being named nicknamed Shady? Anything like? No, I think uh, that's fine. That's his yeah nickname. Yeah, but no, I think overall. I'm wondering how much longer we're going to hear, or at least pontificate about how uh, Jordan Matthews is going to be playing in the slot because it's happened since day since day one. Chip said he would be playing in I the know. slot. So well, well, this, this is, is going this, on. and you can speak to this, friend. But uh, Sam Lynch made this point on Twitter the other day, and it's a good point. We we're talking about like uh, Jordan Matthews. He's really bringing something different to the slot position this year because he's bigger than nickel corners and he can block well mm-hmm. but jason avant i mean chip yep. was talking about the other day jason avant was a really good blocker too jason avant was bigger than yep. the guys covering him it's not that different he's he's certainly faster than jason avant he's a better athlete than jason avant that's what's different and it's, it's not, not like, like it's not like this is a, a brand new thing that's that 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 uh you know chip, chip has invented, invented is right. like let's put calvin johnson marcus in the slot. colson like, marcus yeah. colson's been playing in the slot yeah. for however many years now since, you know ever since his rookie year so no, it's not anything new. So I'm wondering how long we're going to be talking. Yeah. I think it's obviously it's a great move, and I'm really excited to see it. But right. we've since April or since May now we've been talking about this. It's maybe maybe we should put Villanueva in the slot. <laughs> there you go. What's it, thankfully Jordan doesn't have a closer relationship with Jerry Rice because that storyline would because that came up in the draft. That's yeah, right. obviously he's a cousin, and that's and a good example. That's a good example because it's like that is a really cool story to write once or twice, like. Yeah. If if that were, if there was an actual connection, the right. thing is, there's no connection. Really. Like you know, the Cooper baseball thing may or may was, not be true, but it's a cool like <laughs> thing to at least pretend yes. is true, and yes. then like talk yes. about. But we don't need everybody yeah. to talk about it every time, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's tough. And then what's frustrating is when a national reporter does a story, and everyone's like, "Wow, did you know this?" And it's like, "Yeah, we wrote it on the site five times in the last <laughs> two months," but. You know, but when you have that outside perspective of someone who does it, then it's like, it's like the first time everyone's read it. So yeah. So what's the best way for for people to let us know the stories they want to retire? Ooh. At, at Eagles Insider. At Eagles Insider with the on Twitter, with the hashtag, uh, 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 retire this or something <laughs> like that. That's good. Simple like that. Retire this. Retire this. I like that yeah. hashtag. Yeah, retire simple. this. Yeah. Snappy. Simple. So. If you're tired of reading a certain story, <laughs> hashtag retire. And this. again, absolutely no promises that we will retire. No, story, none whatsoever. Absolutely not. And we can't we can't speak for anybody else either. Right. But I, I think mean, that's good. But I yeah. think the fact that uh, we'll, we're, we're, I'm sure we'll have some good ones to read on there, and ones I'm sure that I'm guilty. We of talked about it with Vinny Curry. Like if he gets asked if he's getting traded every single day, like he, you know, that's after a, yep. after okay, I'm I'm a little guilty of this one. <laughs> after the open practice. Because you know he he's been utilized a couple different ways. We've seen him as stand up rusher. You see you see him used as a as a down end in some of the the four down lineman looks. It's like you know it seems like that you know they're finding a a way to utilize his talents because obviously he he does come off the ball very quickly. and He's a good pass rusher. So I said you know well, I 
kind of did the difference from last year this year more comfortable right. type thing and he just started laughing he just stopped <laughs> and just right. just he like shook his head put his hand on my shoulder and just shook his head <laughs> you know what um, else like, is a good one uh if and it's 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 a little dirty because it's like a little exploitative but every time like if alejandro villanueva is on the team again next year you know knock on wood for him yeah come training camp He's the guy for Military Day. Oh, it's like, like Chad Hall. Chad Hall. Right. Chad Chad Every Hall. time Chad yes. Hall was here in training camp. Yes. Oh, in Military Day, let's go get Chad. <laughs> let's get Chad. Don't talk to him the rest of the time, but here we go. Chad, what what does it mean, you know, for for the Eagles to do this for the military? And what did it mean for you? I mean, I wrote the story yesterday about Alejandro Villanueva. Like, you know. You have to. It's you have to. That's, you know, that's what they want. Yeah. So, you know. And, 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 you know, all the cameras are around him yesterday, so. See you, see you next <laughs> summer, Alejandro. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's as bad as um. Anytime they need anyone to do anything with singing, Julian Vandervelde. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. Could a player sing the national yeah. anthem? Well, we've got Julian Vandervelde. Yeah, right. I got the greatest idea. Yeah, yeah. Did you know he sang the national anthem for President Obama? <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. And then again, I thought his performance in the uh, Splash Page cartoon last year yeah, was phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. It was phenomenal. Which he did in one take, apparently. Yeah, that's pretty good. Came off the practice field in one take. That's uh, right. I only did one take jumped. for the uh, Eagles Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Eagles fans. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, <laughs> go find go yeah, go find the the splash page cartoon against the Lions from two years ago. Oh, <laughs> I was I was actually I've been working on those puns for years. <laughs> I was about to say if you could if fan could point that one out, which cartoon was it? Was it we'd send him a prize, but I, I always think about it anytime I see one of them. So like I got Toad Harriman's you see him around the building <laughs> or, or Jets signed Jason Baboon. There you know. <laughs> and they always come up. Always come yeah, up. Nate Owlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to go through the roster of new guys to see yeah, what, right. I, what I can come one. up with, but maybe we'll bring it back this year. The, um, you sound like Matt McBriar. <laughs> well, don't do oh, not okay. tell. <laughs> we can't break the. Can't, we can't, can't break his heart. Don't. <laughs> Patrick Wall, you know what we're talking about. You're listening, but we won't. We will not break <laughs> your secrets. I swear to God. <laughs> oh well. And that's going to do it, I yeah. think, for <laughs> the first training camp edition of the Eagles oh, Weekly Podcast. Eagles. <laughs> I was going to wait to get it to like the last second. No, I was really going to go for it. That's fine. I, I figured you were going to get in there. So, so folks, thanks for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Uh, whether you're watching online, whether you download iTunes, thank you very much for your support. And we'll be back again next week.